Quiet and set. Camera. Set. Sound. Speeding. This is Girl on Girl Action, brought to you by Candy Broads Productions. It's not what it sounds like, but also it's exactly what it sounds like. Every two weeks, we'll be sitting down with some of the most exciting up-and-coming female industry professionals over a cocktail, obviously, and spill the tea. You're welcome. You may have seen our first guest, Alicia Applebaum, from Netflix hit series The Fate Wink Saga. Clementine, actor, writer, who's part of Canon Broads, will be asking Alicia about her projects, opinions, wisdom, and juicy stories. I'm Oriane, and this is Girl on Girl Action. I want to be like singer-songwriter, but I don't do that. <laughs> I don't do that, but I feel like it's a really cool thing to say. Yeah. Alicia um, Alabama, singer-songwriter. <laughs> also occasional actress and director. Yeah. <laughs> but that's just your hobby, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Of <laughs> it's Amazing. like it's like being asked if you want to have like an OBE at the end, and you're like, oh, but how how do I want an OBE or do I want like Doctor Alicia? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Doctor Alicia, singer songwriter, actress, and filmmaker. OBE. <laughs> OBE. <laughs> so you have done obviously from your very long title, um, an incredible amount of things at the tender age of. I want to say 23, but I have no idea. I really appreciate that. That's so kind. 27. 27. Oh my God, you're my age. How would you, to someone who doesn't know you, describe your life? (laughs) It's going to be a hard question. (laughs) In a way that you want people to know you. I would describe it as just a sheer want to do the thing that I love. And what do you think kind of gave you that want to be an actor so to be a creative in general i just find being in a group of people and collaborating on something anything is really fun and because we're all working to the same goal it's just great because we all come out of it going oh do you remember that time when that happened but now you see it on the screen and it's completely different and no one would ever know yeah <laughs> we know that all too well. Yeah, yeah probably it's the so producers fun. in the house will know. Yeah. But everyone is so good at everything that they do in order to create something bigger than. Oh my god, yes. Like, it brings something out of you, doesn't it? Yeah. It kind of like, I mean, we're going to talk about this in a bit because the girls were telling me that you really wanted to do uh, stage combat. Yes. And then in season two, manifested it. Yeah, you got the opportunity <laughs> to do it, right? Every time Meryl Streep opens up a script, she's like, I can't do this. And then there's something about it that, you know, brings it out of you. It is actually the collaboration and the fact that you're doing something bigger than yourself with other people and probably with the support of other people. Yeah. That you get to just achieve a higher self. Yeah, I think so. Yeah? Yeah. Was that your experience of fate? Definitely. I mean, I went in with serious imposter syndrome. I think quite a few of us did. Yeah. And then we all just became a family because we bonded over our, I suppose. Mutual <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Yeah, so we bonded over that and, like, 
with that we just would help each other and it would become really nice you know i i've challenged myself as well as seeing that i'm capable of doing more than i thought i could yeah it's so wonderful to see also your sense of ownership mm. over it you know it's something that you created mm. because in the cycle of production obviously actors are going to be the ones on screen but you have so little time yeah with the actual film as an actor you have a job but there are so many talented people on this production that are mm. there before we arrive after we leave i don't know when they sleep but <laughs> they never, never. are working so hard <laughs> all hours of the day and as actors you know we have to research we have to learn our lines it takes a lot yeah but building a stage and making sure it's constantly looking the way it's meant to and like rebuilding and lighting everyone is so important <laughs> i don't know how i got to this point but there was a reason <laughs> collaboration um, collaboration yeah i just think everyone on, on a set is so important and i think sometimes we can forget do you think that it's like a it is like a thing in the film industry where there's this like this strange hierarchy of importance in general i mean i haven't worked on too many things so i haven't really seen it but i know or i've heard things from other people's sets and can imagine that there can be i mean when i used to work in the estate agents like my um I, I was in the stage. <laughs> I was going to say backtrack. <laughs> <laughs> I used to work in the state agents and then I got fate, so then left. Wow. Um, oh my God. Daytime job, Alicia. I had three jobs. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. How did you handle this? I just, I, I feel like you just do. I don't know. Like, I can imagine it's the same, not the same, but in a similar way, being a parent, you kind of just work it out. Yeah, you find a way. Yeah. Yeah. Not that I have children, but from what I've heard, <laughs> you kind of just, you know, it's hard, but you, you do it. Mm. You said you worked three jobs? Mm. What were the jobs? So I worked in events. So I used to work at the O2. So I'd go from the estate agents to the event. And then I'd work with my friend who's a dog walker. Aww. Aww. <laughs> I didn't do that too much. Like, it was, it was mainly, like... Survival. Survival. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you have like any advice for anyone who's like currently stuck in this sort of cycle of survival? I found when I was working, I was like, this isn't forever. This is not a job that I want to do. So any time that I had, I'd be spending it on the job that I dreamt of. And it would be my acting. So lunchtime, so I'd do a monologue or an audition or something. This is probably not the best way to go about it. But when I was working at the state agents, I'd be like... I, I have to go to an audition because I was like, I don't care if you fire me. I'll just get another job because that's not the job I want to do anyway. Mm -hmm. So I'll just be working another job that I don't really care about so that I can figure a way to get. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it's about prioritizing. Isn't yeah. It? You prioritize the thing that you want to do. I mean, yeah. that is like very wise and very driven. Thank you. Where did you learn that from? Like that sort of drive and that sort of saying, you know, I'm going to prioritize what is best for me and what I want over anything else. I always kind of knew what I wanted. So it got to the point where I was like, I'm just going to go for it. And if it doesn't work out, then I, at least I tried. Yeah. That's... It's interesting from a woman's point of view to see people who don't give up. Because the way that we're taught to exist as women not even as creatives but just as women in the world is 
a lot of self-sacrifice, mm-hmm. a lot of people-pleasing, mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, putting other people's needs in front of our own, but will find themselves to be quite overwhelmed with all the duties mm-hmm. that we have as women to not take that space mm-hmm. or to not go for what we want, really. That's why I asked the question of, like, where does it come from? Because yeah. I want to know where it comes from. Oh. <laughs> No, I, I, I think I've always had the privilege of my mum going, you could literally do anything you ever wanted mm. to do. A good parenting. Very good parenting. <laughs> I mean, we didn't have a lot when I was younger, so it was kind of like, can I? Do we have the money to? How are we going to do that? But somehow, my mum made it work. That's maybe where the drive comes from. It's like, I'm going to do it. Yeah, it's going to work out. Yeah. Yeah, that, that sort that's of like... my mum always says that. Yeah. I think the pushing through makes the universe go, hey, actually, I see you're trying there. I'll give you, I'll, I'll throw you a little bone. Yeah. <laughs> here's, here's an audition. <laughs> <laughs> well, how, what was your reaction when you got the audition for Faye, by the way? You know what? I, I had a, a couple of auditions by this time. So I was kind of like, look, if I was kind of like, no way. you know what? I'm just going to go in there. I'm just going to do what? I can and leave. My friends, on the other hand, were so excited because they'd obviously watched Wings when they were younger. Yeah. So I was like, okay, sure. This Had is you not cool. watched Wings? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was more of like a Yu-Gi-Oh, like oh, Pokemon. Yeah. I love Pokemon. I, love Pokemon. <laughs> I have an older brother, so a lot of the shows he watched mm. would be the ones I watched. So mm. I didn't really watch the sparkly ones. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> and so then you just kind of went in there not expecting anything yeah i think i was like this is what i've got for you if you don't like it you won't see me again <laughs> um and then got a call back and then i was like oh oh oh, oh god yeah, you work for it now <laughs> yeah i was like oh oh this is okay cool ah and then had group auditions and chemistry reads and it started to get a bit more real and then my emotions started to get a bit more real and the anxiety got a bit more real. I was like, ah, okay, well, gonna, gonna go for it. Um, and then got it and I was like, okay, well, this is me now, I guess. Girl and, girl. and then writing must be also a completely different experience because you're on your own, aren't you? I mean, apart from the feedback and yeah. stuff, but... That's really fun, though, because I'm like, oh, maybe that could happen. <laughs> and then this could happen. And then you read through it and it makes no sense. And you have to, like, <laughs> you're like, but I really like that scene. And then it's just really fun. Like, it's a puzzle, isn't yeah. it, really? Um, but it's kind of like your freestyle moment where you don't have to be accountable to mm-hmm. anyone, where you can just kind of write whatever about whatever you want to say or however you want to say it Mm -hmm. it feels like this is exciting and liberating experience than like uh having to fight a lot of different opinions yeah about what your artistic vision is because it's just there it's just you and the paper Mm -hmm. i i agree (laughs) but sometimes my internal i have like an internal fight i'm like oh but do I think that? But I think, again, that's with the standing my ground. Mm. And 
learning about what it is that I actually believe. Yeah. Because I'll be like, no, this is absolutely right. And then I'll read back and go, what? <laughs> Was I okay on that day? Because <laughs> that's not that's not right. So I think being a, I think I'm like, might be like Libra something. There's something Libra in me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Oh, Libra Lib- rising. Yeah, maybe. What's your star No, time? Scorpio rising. <gasps> oh. Maybe Libra moon. You know that with the full moon now, it's going to be a massive change for like any Taurus or Scorpio, like houses or like rising. <laughs> Just so you know. <laughs> okay, so Libra moon. Which That's means exciting. That mm-hmm. On on your own without anybody else, you act more like a Libra. I think that- so because I'm like torn between, you know. I'm like, should I have should I have the the <laughs> peanut butter, <laughs> dark chocolate, hip and nut, or should I have a satsuma? Mm. And I'm like, satsuma's better, but. <laughs> <laughs> but also, the amazing thing about Libras, especially Libra moons, not to spend well, I know a lot about astrology, mm. but is that you're so open to understanding other people's opinions and experiences yeah. and you kind of want to be the eyes mm-hmm. that record this yeah which is why i find it so fascinating that you were talking about you know you just want to hear about other people's stories yeah because that's it feels like that's what writing is isn't it yeah I mean, apart from if you're writing your own stories but it's kind of like oh i love the story so much but it has to get out there yeah there's one that i'm writing at the moment that i feel like people don't know a lot about so I'm like that would be really interesting to research and listen to people's experiences of that and then write it through the the research in the eyes of mm-hmm. the research um but then another one that I'm writing is just what I believe in like society at the moment people not being able to live in the present and then going so far out of reality that they end up running into reality and like hitting it in the face and they're like, Wink. ah, <laughs> I see. Now I need to start again, but in a really funny way. Hopefully funny. <laughs> Comedy. My funny. Oh, I'm, I'm laughing as I'm writing it. But <laughs> just if I make it and no one laughs. That'll be fine. It'll be fine. That'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll slightly be sad because yeah. I've, I've, Probably, I'm probably going to like promote it as a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> you can put dark comedy on it, and then people don't understand. It's like, oh, it's because it's dark. Yeah. Or if I just don't put comedy on it and I just write dark. <laughs> <laughs> and then no one will expect anything. Yeah, exactly. No expectations. No expectations. How long have you been writing for? Since I got fate, I was like, I'm in the industry now, so I feel like I've got to do some bits. Um, so since then, really, I've learned from a lot of people how, to, because I never knew how to write a script, and mm-hmm. I had tried writing one, didn't even look like a script, and so like someone came in and was like, you need to get these things, you need to get like final draft, and yeah. like um, watch some YouTube videos on how to write a script, and read this book, like Save the Cat. You know, yeah. save the cat. Um, <laughs> on structure. On structure and I mean self taught, right? Yeah, I guess All so. Self taught. Yeah. Um, which is what your experience with directing has been as well. Just self taught. Yeah. I mean, I find it incredible that someone who lives with 
people pleasing, imposter syndrome, etc., has pushed herself to like such a wonderful arborescence of Not creativity. I know, right? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, it's so inspiring to see that even if you live with the demons that you have, as a person, you can still find yourself and find your path in the creativity that will bring you the success that you want or the life that you mm. want, etc. And that it's all part of like this sort of weird intermelding journey. Mm-hmm. I believed in myself so much that I could do it. And then when it happened, I was like, oh, actually, can I? <laughs> so I think I think when I when you haven't done it before, it's like, oh, I can do this. Surely it's so easy. And then it happens. You're like, OK, let me try again. Yeah. <laughs> and let me do a bit of research. Because I, I tend to like bulldoze in. I'll just go in the deep end. And then I'll go, oh, okay, let me try again. <laughs> let, let's do that properly now. Um, but it seems to have worked so far. So far. And I think it is kind of a good way of doing it. Because then you're like, if I can do that, then I'll just tweak it to make it even better. And then yeah. you just go from there. You can start from doing it bit by bit. But for me, that doesn't work. That's why I wasn't very good at school. Because mm. I'm like, you can't tell me it bit by bit. I need to see it. I need to live it. Because <laughs> you, you've experienced yeah. all of it. Like maths. Like, I hated maths. Because there's a whole process that you have to learn. Just tell me how you got there. And then I'll think about it. <laughs> <laughs> Write that down. And then realise that I couldn't do it myself. And then we'll, we'll learn it myself. To all the school teachers out to there. To all the school teachers out there who are amazing. <laughs> I had some amazing teachers, though. I did have some amazing teachers who definitely got me through. And all women teachers who have taught me, like, discipline, like, how to love, how to be, believe, yeah, believe in myself. Mm. Like, shout out to teachers in general, I think. Yeah. I had a teacher who once said, you have to be unashamedly passionate. What does so, that mean? It means... You know how, like, nerds nerd out really hard? Yeah. You gotta do that with life. <laughs> Just unashamedly passionate. Okay. And it's kind of like bulldozing through yeah. all the obstacles because you don't care yeah. what other people think or what, like, what the difficulties might be. There's a French saying that says, Il savait pas que c'était impossible, alors ils l'ont fait. Which means they didn't know it was impossible, so they did it. Amazing. That's how I feel about unashamedly passionate. Yeah. And I think that's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of what CBP represents, not to like, you know, shoot our own horn. But, um, <laughs> plug. Yeah, plug. <laughs> but to, like the, the concept of candidness mm-hmm. about wanting what you want, being honest about what you know you don't know. And then once you're in the deep end, I don't know where I am with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you were very candid. Woo! <laughs> and that's the podcast. <laughs> Tell me about Women Waves, because that's like, I mean, obviously it's still creativity and stuff, mm-hmm. but this is like you following that little Libra journey. I, uh, during lockdown, started working with a young guy called Aga, who was doing reading for 
underprivileged people. And then he worked with the Girls Network, who I absolutely love now. They are the most incredible charity. Being able to talk to young women who, on the beginning of their journey, they're just about to go to like sixth form or they're about to go to university. And this is the time where they're going to start manifesting. They're going to start doing all this stuff. And it was really nice to talk to them about how they saw the world now because it's so different to when we grew up. So you were like a mentor? I didn't end up mentoring, but it was really lovely to talk to women in the entertainment industry and young women who are wanting to get into the entertainment industry mm -hmm. and hearing from these women of like how they got there and the types of jobs they could do, like props. Who knew we could do props? <laughs> who knew that we could be grip? Who knew, like, who knew these were jobs? Um, and just having them talk through it. I learned so much. Well, like, about gripping? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not gripping. But, like, no, I learned so much from these young women from the charity. The way you see life now, I don't know what kind of teaching they're getting, but I never saw life in that way. And it's so inspiring that these mentors are teaching these young women to like fight for what they want. I just think the charity is amazing. I'm just plugging the girls network. Um, plug, plug. Um, so I'm I'm trying to work with them more. So I'm I'm gonna do a retreat with the girls network um, mm. for the young women so that we can manifest all day before they go to uni and like just meet some friends. I just think I you know I never got that when I was younger, and I think having a really big girl circle. Oh my god. It's so important. All the feminine energy. Mm -hmm. I love that. I mean, I definitely couldn't have the self-belief I have belief now if I didn't have my girlmates. So. I have all my girlmates. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously, I agree. Like, the, the, the feminine energy mm. and the healing and the empowerment that comes yeah. from it is just so important. And, like, having women's networks, I mean, especially in the industry, for people who want to go into the industry. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. I didn't know that people would, like, just, you know, retreat and manifest and then just go back to school, especially for, like, young people. Oh, no, no, no. This is something that we've created. So we're going to do it in November the first that time. See, see if it happens. See how it's it happens and if it's good. Yeah, <laughs> it will happen. We've, we've got the place and it's very set in stone. But it's just if it works. I, I hope it does. And is that what Women Waves was for then? That kind of like feminine, empowering, positive vibes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. And I and like I also thought it was for these young women to meet someone who's in the industry and go, oh, I know that person because I spoke to them. And for that person in the industry to go, oh, you're this person. And if you need any help to get here, oh. then just let me know. Yes. So like... You know, sometimes I'll send some of the, the girls from the Girls Network castings and stuff that I've seen for the actors that want to... Or, like, some of them still send me their poetry that I'm like, oh, I'll have a read. That I is so cool. Yeah, I like That it. is really amazing. <laughs> I mean, you said that you couldn't mentor, but you're basically just doing that with a podcast. Yeah, I guess so. I mean... We, we've finished it now because it takes a lot of time. Yeah. Um, and Bramwin Sumner's plug, who's uh, <laughs> a legend uh, producer. She was editing it, doing the music. It was a whole thing, so yeah. it she doesn't have the time. But it seems like your mentoring isn't finished, though. Or, like, your passion for creating that 
bridge between young women who want to join the industry mm. and women who are in the industry yeah. hasn't vanished or hasn't No, vanished. I don't think it ever will because I yeah. feel like even if it's an audition, if I've gone up for an audition, but I know this is so much better for three other friends, I'll just send it to each of them and just be like, <laughs> hey, this is for you. Audition for it, please, because yeah. I'm not going to get it, so you, you go for it. I feel like we've all got to help each other and then we can all rise together and... <laughs> do you like rewatching it by the way? I was about I don't mind it actually. <laughs> I was about to ask like, do you watch the series? I, I watch the series, I don't watch like myself on set because Oh yeah, during the time, yeah, yeah. it's too stressful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's, it's gonna be so different in editing anyway. Yeah. So why would you do it? We're actually using the whole cinema then. <laughs> <laughs> It's the fighting scene. I feel like it's uh, an important one for you, like from Yuza as well. Like, well, you know, she's ourselves, she's ourselves and she see our purpose. So, I don't know, I just maybe like wanted to talk about this. What did you think when you read it or when, you know, you did it actually? Mm. How did it feel? And when you saw it afterwards. Oh, when yeah, you saw true. it come to life afterwards. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like when you're doing it on the day, they're obviously cutting and changing and doing that stuff around it. But it was so good. It was so fun to do. And I wanted to do it as well. Because <laughs> I was like saying to all the, the fans, because I do conventions as well. So they were like, oh, what do you want to happen? And I'd be like, fight scene. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag fight scene, please. And then because the the show is very much, they listen to the fans and then they put in what, kind of fans want. Ah. <laughs> so they've made a sequence where I end up on the floor and then I've got my sword up there and he's basically standing. And I was like, but why? <laughs> <laughs> but why am I on the floor though? Like, I feel like she's come full circle. Can I at least stand? And they said, yeah. And then they decided on like putting the cross sword in. But I was just like, I think this is her time to feel most like herself that she's felt throughout the whole two seasons so far. I'm so excited that we're talking about fighting in this fight scene because this is also about women's representation, right? And, mm-hmm. like, how they're represented or how we're represented when we fight. Yeah. Well, I think, like like I said, like, if I was down on the floor... Yes! Then the whole yeah. women power is gone. Exactly. I mean, like, this, it made me doubly excited when you were talking about it. <laughs> and you were like, yes, no, you're standing your ground. Yeah, or, I know, which... Doesn't happen often. But. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it was no, it was really fun. And, and have you seen Woman King? No, not, not yet. yet. Oh my God, I'm so so want to see it. it. The fighting yes. in that is completely what you're talking about. Yes. Like it's not the. Oh, I'm gonna. Mm-hmm. It's, <laughs> I'm gonna poke you, and now your arms are. <laughs> it's, it's it's like incredible. That is the most amazing story. That on the screen, I was like, this is female empowerment. But I actually want to ask you, now that we're on this topic, I'm interested to know what empowerment means to you. What does it look like as a woman to be empowered in this industry? I think it's just like we've got like a bag full of seeds. This is this is just me trying to explain. Bag full of seeds. And we're going, here's one for you, here's one for you, here's one for you, here's one for you. You get a car. You You get get a car. car. You get a car. (laughs) But then, you know, we all put them down at the same time and we all grow together, Mm. if that makes sense. I feel like that's what empowering is. 
I love that. I love that it's so collective. You know, sometimes I'm afraid that we're being too individualistic mm -hmm. with empowerment. Yes. And I always have believed that it is a communal thing. It's a community thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I wanted to say. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we agree. <laughs> Oriane wanted to ask a question too. She doesn't remember. Yeah. That's after like two glasses of wine. What was the question? Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, they've been drinking. Yeah. <laughs> Listening and drinking. Um, no, this is, yeah, like, this is like random, random section question. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. What is the silliest thing you've ever been asked to do as an actor? Uh, <laughs> oh. This is just for the fans. Okay. <laughs> okay. I went for an audition for Sex Education, and I had to do an, an a cappella song. Oh and yeah, I, you told us about that actually. Yeah. I remember that. And I I, I decided to sing Toto Africa. <laughs> 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 um, and she said, "Have you got your song prepared?" And I said, "Yes, but I've also prepared a dance. Can I do that?" <laughs> <laughs> And she said, yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> Knock yourself out. So I did it, obviously. <laughs> Didn't get the role, but that footage is somewhere. Yeah. So. And the casting director is probably re-watching it every mm, time they feel times. a little bit sad. Yeah. <laughs> Fans down in Africa. <laughs> I love it. This is a fantastic way, is it? To end this interview, I'm, I'm going to say that it is. Okay. <laughs> it's a fantastic way to end this interview. Bye, guys. See Bye. you for the next episode. Thank you. I'm Orian, and you've just listened to the first episode of Girl on Girl Action, a podcast brought to you by Canny Broads Productions. If you liked it, make sure to subscribe to the channel to hear about the new guests that we'll be receiving very soon, as well as leaving us a comment or stars if you enjoyed it. Girl and girl. Action. Action.